volunteers. And you Hello, it's time for the Scots Whitty Show.
That was the average white band. And let's go round again. I've never felt more like Tiger Tim Stevens saying those words. But it's a great song, great way to start the show. And it's taken from the 1980 album Shine from one of Scotland's greatest bands. Welcome to the Scots Way Hay Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood. What happens is that for the next couple of hours, I'll play you the best Scottish music, both old but mainly brand new. We also have regular features. Our Artist of the Week is Swimmer One, and I'll be talking to Andrew Eaton Lewis from the band and playing a couple of tracks as well. The featured album is Hayley Beavis's I'll Put You Where the Trombone Slides, and I'll play a couple of tracks from it. And we have book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations for you to consider. Before all of that, we kick the show off properly with three of the best new releases. Starting with the latest from Rudy Zagaldo, This is Thriving, Not Diving. All the aeroplanes are flying so low And the office plants are dying to beg and borrow Meanwhile we are blossoming Now that the economy is diving You and I are thriving Fortune is the food of love
found the words to tell you Your band were out of sight Knew better than to rise a gentle soul You could always raise a smile And now I hear you say That I'm leaving you
Well, the first of those three new releases was Rudy Zagaldo and the new single Thriving Not Diving. And Rudy says it takes us into a universe where a perfect inverse correlation between economics and romance exists. He goes on to say, I'm a fan of an instrumental chorus and I'm pretty pleased with this one, a double-pronged guitar-bass hit parade. The title was kind of inspired by Stevie Smith's poem, Not Waving, But Drowning. And then it's the return of Martha Fionn and her latest single, The Ringer, which is described as an elegant and heartfelt piano pop song for a companion in need, inspired by Carol King's You've Got a Friend. And it's released ahead of her third album, which is coming out later in the year. It's coming out in June. It's also called The Ringer, and it will be with Lost Map Records. And just there you have Jordan Stanley and Impossible. Jordan Stanley is an Edinburgh experimental producer and composer who collaborates with others as well as doing his own stuff, including Dahlia, who is going to be an artist of the week on this show very soon. We continue with the new releases. Next, this is taken from the debut album from a new band, but old friends. This is The Reservists and Something Better.
Drinking in the sunshine, we were sitting here soaking in sights, morning light. Drinking in the sunshine, we were sitting here soaking in sights, morning light. Drinking in the sunshine, we were sitting here soaking in sights, morning light. Drinking in the sunshine, we were sitting here soaking in sights, morning light. Drinking in the sunshine. was The Reservists and Something Better, taken from their debut album Foreign Land, which is a cracker. I've been listening to it a lot this week. And The Reservists is a new collaboration between long-standing bandmates and writing partners, Pelt's multi-instrumentalist Ralph Hector and drummer Ben Brown. Now we move on to our book recommendation for this week and It's Alan Warner's Nothing Left to Fear from Hell, which is the latest in Polygon Books' Darkland Tales series. Here's a bit more about it from the book itself. A battle lost, a daring escape, a long walk into oblivion. In the aftermath of the catastrophic Battle of Culloden, a lonely figure takes flight with a small band of companions through the wild, unmapped reaches of the Scottish Highlands and Islands. His name is Charles Edward Stuart. He had come to take the British throne. Now he's on the run, hunted through a landscape that will never be his. Poetic, dirty, comic and surreal, nothing left to fear from hell traces the frantic final journey through Scotland of Bonnie Prince Charlie, a man who history will come to define for his failure. And it's always good to have something new from Alan Warner, who is one of my favourite writers. Nothing left to fear from hell may be historical, but it's got many of Warner's literary traits. It's beautifully written, strange and uncanny, funny, with many unforgettable characters beyond Bonnie Prince Charlie himself. There's real people from history who are brought to life as no textbook could manage. 
Polygon's Darkling Tales are shaping up to be a series of books of real substance. Previous publications include Denise Miner's Rizzio and Jenny Fagan's Hex. And Alan Warner's is a welcome addition. I can't wait to see what comes next, both from Darkling Tales, but also from Alan Warner himself. And that's me talking about Alan Warner's Nothing Left to Fear from Hell, which is out now, published by Polygon Books. And you can read my interview with Alan Warner in the latest Snack magazine. Straight back to the new music. This is the latest from Flavor J, and it's called Dangerous Muy Peligrosa. Muy peligroso, tell me why they never thought A hundred years ago, I was a big piece of this dance floor I did the break it down, I did the real slow Everyone was moving, giving me more Now a hundred years has passed real fast But tonight I'm the right fast track Cause the drums, they never dance Tell me why they never thought Pero no quiero problema, lo que quieres bailar. No tengo dinero, la copa está llena, así que vamos a brindar. Si se te miro, ¿de qué tal? Si no te fade, no hay nada personal. Yo por cuento no te quiero, de tu peto, no hay bola que tenga talla. Hundred years ago, I was a big piece of this dance floor. I did the break it down, I did the real slow. Everyone was moving, giving me more. And now a hundred years has passed real fast. But tonight I'm the right fast track. Cause the wrongs, they never dance. Tell me why they never dance. Dangerous, muy peligroso, dangerous, muy peligroso, dangerous, muy peligroso, tell me why they never dance, dangerous, muy peligroso, dangerous, muy peligroso, dangerous, muy peligroso, tell me why they never dance.
first of those two tracks was Flavor J and Dangerous Mui Peligrosa. And Flavor J describes himself as a multi-potentialite singer-songwriter who is creating music that defies the usual expectations. And I have to say, I hadn't come across the term multi-potentialite before, so I had to Google it, and here's what it means. A multi-potentialite is a person who has many different interests and creative pursuits in life. They have no one calling the way specialists do, which is a really interesting way to think about yourself and what you do. Anyway, that was the latest from Flavor J, and on each release, it just gets better and better. And just there, you heard Redolent and Space Cadet, which is taken from their new EP, Make Big Money Fast Online Now. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break, that time in every show where we play a track longer than those usually played on the radio. Oh, this one, this one isn't too long. It's taken from Pop-Up's new album, Promise, and it's the full 6 minutes and 19 seconds of The Longest Smile. Taken by the smile and 
And that was Pop Up and The Longest Smile, taken from their excellent new album, Promise. And Pop Up are next week's Artist of the Week. Next up, it's a band who are new to me, thanks to Willie Campbell for letting me know about them. This is Kala and Dusty.
First of all, they heard Inverness's Cala and Dusty, which is taken from their album From the River, which is out now. And just there, well, last week, our TV suggestion for the week was BBC Introducing's Scottish Act of the Year 2023. And Terra Kin, who you've just heard, was the winner. They are the Scottish Act of the Year 2023. And that track, Liquid Love, suggests just why that is. And, not quite coincidentally, it's now time for our TV suggestion for this week, which is called Giving It Stick. Uh, It's on iPlayer at the moment. Here's a bit more about it. It's a documentary showcasing the game of Shinty and the Highland communities that play it. Shinty's ancient origins date as far back as the 5th century, when it was believed to be the traditional battle game of the Highland clans. By the 18th century, it had become Scotland's most popular game and can lay claim to giving birth to golf, ice hockey and even the development of football, which borrowed set positions such as defender, midfielder and forward from the game. Today, however, Shinty is underfunded and largely ignored outside the Highlands, but it remains strong in the small communities where it began centuries ago. Shinty's biggest prize is the Kamenach Cup, a trophy where every Shinty player and community dreams of bringing home. Being such a physical game, and with the threat of injuries constantly looming, it's no surprise that the game fell out of fashion. Giving it stick follows the rival teams of Newton Moore and Kingusie through the highs and lows of the 2022 season and celebrates the people keeping Shinty alive in the Highlands. And it's a fascinating documentary. I only know a little bit about Shinty, like when it was on TV back in the day and they would show the Kamenach Cup finals and what always hit me then was just how how violent it was. They now wear uh, protective helmets, which rightly so, but I don't think they did back in the day. I might have misremembered that. It's not about the game, it's about the people that play it and the communities in which support it. How violent it is still is incredible and how sweary the programme is. Um, If you don't like bad language, then maybe give it a miss. But I really enjoyed it. And as I've said many times, when you watch people or listen to people who are just passionate about what they do, then that's always entertaining and interesting to me. It's called Giving It Stick and it was on BBC Scotland, but it's on iPlayer now for you to catch up with. Now it's time for our featured album for this week, which is former artist of the week, Hayley Beavis's I'll Put You Where the Trombone Slides. And from it, this is Shot at the Coconut. Sow a seed, let the flower fall back into my face Give forever over, for now fold and embrace Over my shoulder, give a reason to all of this Before it's all over And I'm humble to the dust Oh, I only want to touch the things that you've touched and Bush. <laughs> 
That was Hayley Beavis and Shot at the Coconut. Taken from the album, I'll Put You Where the Trombone Slides, which is our featured album for this week, and I'll play another track from it later in the show. You're listening to the Scots Hay Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood, and next it's new music from the mighty Mickey Nines. This is Screen Time. Sunshine at 50 megabytes. I'm deprecating meantime and 
to hear new music from the Mickey Nines, who describe their sound as somewhere between post-funk and evil disco. Time now for our Artist of the Week. This week it is Swimmer One. I'll be talking to Andrew Eaton-Lewis from the band in a moment, but first this is Swimmer One and 20 Years Too Soon, 20 Years Too Late. Honey, don't let life break your heart A brand new decade is about to start There are too many things that I regret But I'm here now and I'll try my best Twenty years too soon just heard 20 Years Too Soon, 20 Years Too Late by Swimmer One from the album Outliers. And I'm delighted to be joined by Andrew Eaton-Lewis from the band now. Hello, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And there's so much to talk to you about. 
I'm not quite sure where to start, but let's give us a bit of a history about Swimmer One. That might be a good place. Oh, gosh, that's a difficult one. Um, uh, we started in 2002. Um, uh, me and um, Hamish Brown, we'd, um, God, we, we, we met when we were both working for the same newspaper, for the, for the Sunday Herald, which I don't think exists anymore. Um, and a, a friend of ours called Simon said, you two should meet each other, you, should, you would get on. And we both discovered that we'd be making... Um, Kind of individually, we've not had much luck with bands for the most part, but we've been individually kind of making hours and hours and hours of of, of demos, um, and so we kind of swapped. We swapped sort of home recordings, and um, yeah, just found that we sort of clicked, and um, then we eventually got around to making this a debut single, which we spent ages on. We've we spent about a year making this single. We just make music for ourselves, and put it out by ourselves. Um, and then, yeah, so sort of, I mean, it sort of took off. But I guess I mean, um, Mark Radcliffe played it on his Radio One afternoon show, and then Steve Lamarck and Rob, Lamarck, Rob DeBank and a few other people, sort of, and Vic Galloway um, uh, as well, Jim Gillatly, all sort of championed it at the same time. And I remember thinking, God, this is easy. <laughs> so, and uh, and then what you discover is, that, you know, having one single on the radio for a couple of weeks does not make, you know. It uh, does not make anything happen, really. You 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 are um, kind of briefly being talked about, and then you disappeared. And then it took us about, I think, a year to make our second single, and five years to make our album. <laughs> just yeah, and and three years after that to um to 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 do a live show as well. I remember um, when the single first came out, we had this uh, nice woman um, fly up from London to meet us. Um, she was from this new record label. And she was seemed quite interested in us, and she asked all the all these questions. We had, had a lovely lunch and in, in Leith, and talked about the Human League. And then she asked us if we had any other songs, and we said, "Well, not really. <laughs> we've just we've mostly been working on this. We don't have a live show. We don't have anything really. We just sort of got started." And then, and then she went away, and we didn't hear from her again. And that sort of moment passed. From then on, we became this band who were I don't know. We we we, we got very good reviews. We had a, had a couple of albums out. We um, uh, regional, regional variations in 2007, another one dead orchestras in 2010, and we did a, a big uh, music project, music and theatre project called uh, Whatever Gets Through the Night with um, uh, uh, Cora Bissett and David Gregg and loads of other lo loads of Scottish musicians, which is a really fun project to do. And then we sort of stopped, um, largely because we all had um, we all had kids, and we and since then, I mean, we're, we're all still. Um, I mean, two of us are married. Um, I, I, met, I should mention that um, uh, 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 Laura um, uh, Cameron Lewis joined the band in 2007, uh, uh, just before the release of our first album. So then, then a trio for, from that point on for, for five years. And we're still all very close. Um, we work on lots of different projects together, um, uh, just not just not in the band. But yeah, we, we do lots of things separately. It's interesting you talk about your debut single, We Just Make Music for Ourselves, which we'll hear after we've stopped talking. And then it mm. took a year to make, because I think you can hear that. It's a really, for a, a debut release, it's quite a sophisticated pop song, for want of a better term. You know, there's a lot going on in there, I think. A lot of influences as well, I think. Oh, gotcha. I remember, I remember when Mark Radcliffe played it on the radio, he kind of reeled off this whole list of bands that it, it reminded them of. He, he, um, he said it sounded like the Blue Nile, and pulp, I think he mentioned Bell and Sebastian and the Elbow, um, and then he mentioned the Who. 
<laughs> and I had to look up this rev this reference. He said it sounded like Baba O'Reilly by The Who, and I, I, I had listened to that, and and yeah, it did. But I mean, yeah, we're one of these bands that always got compared to loads of very very different bands, and I I always took that as a compliment. You know, if if everybody says you sound like one particular band, if everyone says you sound like Oasis, then maybe you're not doing something that original. On the one hand, it was quite flattering that people compared us to loads of different things. And on the other hand, yeah, we always sort of felt like outliers. Uh, we, we felt a bit niche because we didn't really know where we fitted. You get one song played on the radio and then people go to, try, you know, listen to your other stuff and they found that it didn't sound like anything at all, <laughs> the thing that they've just heard. So they, I think that probably threw people a little bit. Yeah, because I was thinking I would never make a connection between Pulp and the Blue Nile. But when you listen to you can see what he's talking about, what Mark Radcliffe was kind of talking about there. Well, maybe we managed to find some kind of midpoint yeah. <laughs> between all these bands. Yeah. And so you've got three albums just released, and um, talk a bit about those, if you can, and why you've decided to put them out again now. Yeah, kind of a glut of, of releases. Well, I mean, Hamish um, had always kind of produced... I mean, we, we, well, I mean... From the beginning, we'd at the beginning when we started, we'd work with other producers, and gradually, kind of Hamish was learning his craft as a producer and mostly produced the second album himself. And um, he's a bit of a perfectionist, shall we say? And 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 uh, he he's there, there are lots of things looking back he wished he'd done a bit better, and and uh, so he'd been in the process really just as a personal project um, of remastering all of our old stuff, and he kept sending me new versions of it, and um, uh, and. Um, then, yeah, it, it, we realised that we were coming up to the 20th anniversary of this um, this first single. So we started to think, well, maybe we should put this, uh, put all this stuff out again. And um, kind of in the process of doing that, um, uh, we we realised we'd we'd lost the original vocals for for some of the really early recordings. We right. had to re that, and so we, there was a reason to kind of get back together and and, and do all that and, and and fix a few other things that we weren't quite happy with. And and through the process of that, we end up coming up with this new song, which is music is mostly Hamish's work. I mean, it, it was a, a a demo that he put together for something else, and it just seemed to fit quite well with uh, some ideas that Laura and I had that we thought might make a nice song. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was just kind of wanting to to put out new, improved versions of all this old stuff with um, and and have a kind of second chance to put it out in the world again. And that new song was 20 Years Too Soon, 20 Years Too Late, which we've just heard. How was it going back to this music that you'd made, you know, a while ago now? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it was really enjoyable. Yeah, um, uh, I, I don't feel like it's massively dated. I mean, we got a lovely review the other day saying that it still sounds like the future, which I took as a big compliment. I mean, because I, I, I don't think we particularly sounded like anything else that was going on at the time. And so, you know, you don't listen to this song and you immediately think, wow, that sounds like 2002. Yeah. And I suppose that since we came along, I mean, the, the, yeah, I mean, um, there, were, there were lots of bands after us that were, were sort of Scottish bands who were doing sort of electro pop type stuff or were doing kind of a little bit. I'm not saying we influenced anyone. I don't think we did. But um, but I, by 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 coincidence, I think the kind of things, the kind of music we were interested in, the kind of music we were influenced by has, I think, um, become fashionable again, perhaps. And um, so I, I, I think it still sounds really contemporary, this this music. 
I would agree with you, absolutely. So talk a little bit about each album and how you would describe them, because they've got their own identity. Oh, good Lord. Okay. <laughs> um, well, there, there was the Regional Variations that came out in 2007. Um, that was, I mean, that was really a labour of love. It took us um, five years to make. And um, uh, I don't know, I find it very difficult to talk about uh, our own stuff in this way, because I, I find that usually when I read reviews or hear other people's opinions, they describe it much better than I could. But um, I mean, I suppose I could talk about the title. Yeah. It was that um, it was based on, um, well, you know, when I was growing up in, in, in Carlisle in the north of England, I remember looking at TV listings and they had, um, you know, the, the, the stuff you could see in London on TV. And then you had the regional variations. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and this, this, I don't know, it just felt like the implication was that, all this other stuff wasn't quite as good, you know, that, that um, the, 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 the news where you are. And um, and anyway, I don't know. I also thought the regional variations sounded a little bit like uh, like a piece of classical music or something like the Enigma variations. And, and so it it became this. Yeah, if there's a theme running through this first album, it's it's the sort of feeling a bit like an outsider or um, uh, feeling like you kind of don't fit in the mainstream or with whatever that is or wherever this, that is. And so there's a, there's a yeah, a, a bit of that kind of going on. Um, uh, Dead Orchestras, um, uh, that came out, what, three years later? Mm -hmm. um, that was, I mean, I'm, I'm still very proud of that album. I, th I think, um, it's, it's just, again, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a strange album because it goes off in all these kind of radically different directions because I think we were never quite sure what kind of band we wanted to be and what kind of music we wanted to be. And, and we sort of were constantly trying different things all the time. And Dead Orchestras was kind of the pinnacle of that in that, you know, one minute we're doing this very um, sort of, oh gosh, I mean, the, I mean, you played a song from it on your show the other week, which was this 12 minutes sort of orchestral electro epic yes. <laughs> which was <laughs> went a bit over the top with that one and so we were doing um yeah I mean I it, that whole thing of are we pulp are we the blue now are we Ben Sebastian are we elbow are we whoever we are we were being all those things simultaneously particularly on that second album and it was all over the place musically and I'm still very proud of it I think people were a, a, probably a bit perplexed by it I remember Gideon Coe played um the first song he played on his six music show from 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 that album was um, "Here's Your Train, Safe Home," which is this very kind of delicate, very quiet acoustic um, ballad that sort of goes off into Michael Nyman territory. And if you listen to that song and you decide to buy the album on that basis, then you probably be quite angry and disappointed because nothing else, nothing else on the entire album sounds anything like that. And I remember being really grateful to Gideon for playing the song, but also a bit concerned because <laughs> that, that was that, that was not the song that I would think anyone would have would have played mm -hmm. so yeah it was always very hard to predict what what people would like um so yeah we did the, uh, the dead orchestras um uh and that took a long time it was real labor of love um and then we didn't really do anything after we know we, we, we did the whatever gets through the night big project and then things sort of fizzled out just because we had other things mm -hmm. on our lives but but yeah but both albums were Got great reviews and didn't sell. <laughs> didn't sell very well. Um, yeah, I, 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 I remember um, 
telling somebody years ago, so just, just, just popped into my head. I remember telling a friend years ago that I really wanted to be in a cult band because mm-hmm. that would be um that would be a fun thing to be in. And she just laughed at me um, and said, that's ridiculous. Nobody ever wants to be in a cult band. People want to be in a successful band, you know, and it, it, being in the cult band is, it, it, that's what happens when that doesn't work. <laughs> so I probably, I probably had my priorities all kind of all over the place. I just wanted to make something really kind of a bit different and, and um, a bit, uh, a bit unusual. And I, I suspect, um, I in particular kind of shot myself in the foot a lot of the time with when making music because whenever there was an idea that that we had that came along that seemed a bit too obvious you know mm-hmm. a bit too crowd pleasing I would deliberately sabotage it <laughs> by giving it a really weird and obscure title or um and yeah I, I blame myself for that sometimes because Hamish um, and, and and Laura had really great instincts and would um um come up with these great kind of uh great very very hooky tunes you know and um i uh yeah i would sometimes spoil it by giving it a weird title or <laughs> making it something that people wouldn't really understand very well and i thought i was being clever uh, but I, actually i wasn't being very clever <laughs> it's interesting hearing you say that and being reflecting on that i think there was a lots of people at the time that would be just like you that would say i'm thinking of bands like the associates for instance who you know fame wasn't really what well, I, I can't speak for them, you know, but it seemed for me from the outside and learning now that maybe fame wasn't what they wanted. It was, you know, a kind of cult. Well, funnily enough, the Associates is a band we often get compared to as well. I mean, I'm, I'm not quite sure I understand the comparison other than I, I think perhaps at that point we were a duo, we were Scottish and we made a slightly strange music. I mean, but, you know, I, I it would be it's incredibly flattering to be compared to, to them, but, but I mean, and they had they were ex- genuinely extraordinary band. I mean, they sounded like absolutely no one else. And, yeah. I mean, I don't even know who you would compare the associates to, to be honest. You couldn't even reel off a list of bands they sounded like they just didn't sound like anybody and they still don't sound like anybody. Yeah, I would agree. Um, are there any plans beyond these releases? Um, you know, new music from Summer One or live or even, I know you you released a solo single uh, or EP even earlier this year what's your plans is basically what I'm saying in that really long question oh, I, d- I don't know if there are any to be honest I mean you know we're um uh we I mean I mean I don't think we're very likely to play live I mean Laura and I live in the Outer Hebrides and Hamish lives in Edinburgh we all have kids Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. um, I, I think if there was a, a really obvious demand for a live shows, I think if, if people were going, please, please let Swimmer One play live again, then um, in a very obvious sort of way, then uh, then we might try and move mountains to make it happen and get over the obvious kind of impracticalities of, of trying to get together in, a, in the same room and re- rehearse a show. But I mean, I, I, I don't see that happening. There's, a, there's, a, there's been a little kind of nice little trickle of interest around these re-releases uh, as sort of on the level that we'd expect. I mean, and people who liked us um, at the time seemed very pleased to, to have us back in a little way. But but, but no, I, I don't think it's likely that there'll be a, a live show unless there's a sudden rush of interest. As for new stuff, I don't know. I mean, we're all quite busy with our own thing, really. I mean, I mean Hamish has lots of other recordings um that he uh, kind of continues to make i think if there's something among that that we all think yes let's do something with that then um then then we might do we we did have we did, we did actually have um two new songs um in progress and we were going to put out two at one point and then the other one just didn't quite come together we couldn't quite agree on 
where it was going to go and what the di direction it was going to go in. But but that, you know, if we can figure that out, then that might appear at some point. It was actually a sequel to um, to Larg's Hum, which was one of our kind of best-known songs, which always went down very well live. It was called, it was, um, as it was, which uh, appropriately kind of catching up with the, the person in the Larg's Hum 20 years on and kind of look at what they're doing now. <laughs> But but I haven't yeah we haven't quite figured out how to make that work yet and I'm not I'm not convinced there's a huge audience for a lot of people wondering what happened to that person in that song that Swimmer One released in 2000 <laughs> 2007 you know it's it's not a, I don't think it's a burning question in popular culture so I, whether that will come out or not I don't know. That sounds like uh, the beginning of a, a, a thesis that someone might write an obscure thesis. <laughs> Um, so in a moment, we're going to hear We Just Make Music for Ourselves. But it, do you think that the success, or at least the attention that that got, was a kind of hindrance in a way because you didn't have the you know the album sitting ready to go or anything like that? I wouldn't say it was a hindrance. I would never describe any kind of success as a hindrance. So, you know, I'd like to have more success to be a hindrance. Yeah. Um I think we just weren't ready, you know. I mean, we we, we were very at that point. We were very much a studio act, and um, we were just playing around with ideas. And we just make music was the first thing that we came up with. We, we thought, oh, that's that's yeah, that's works. That's that's really good. We we had had um, like a, a, an EP of other stuff about a year before, which wasn't didn't quite hit the spot, and that song really hit the spot. And I was delighted when it really seemed to connect with people so people seem to really like it but I don't know maybe we never quite hit that formula again or maybe our timing wasn't right or but I mean like I say it took us three years to come up with a live show and five years to come up with a with an album by that time people sort of moved on a little bit um but yeah I don't know I mean I, I think a lot of people still think that's our best song and maybe it is I mean it, I you know I, I said that I always tended to sabotage things by sort of over complicating them lyrically and um i think i think maybe we just make music for ourselves does that a little bit too it's a bit arch it's a bit it's a bit kind of referring to i mean you know the, the title is from um things that things that people use, always used to say in interviews you know you know you get these boring pop band interviews where they just say we just make music for ourselves <laughs> so it was a, a joke about that but it, uh, hopefully it transcended that because it was about yeah, something a bit more emotional and, and that you could connect with. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Alice. It's, it's, um, I'm delighted when anyone takes an interest, really. And um, so, yeah, thank you for thank you for uh, asking some lovely questions. And this is Swimmer One, and we just make music for ourselves.
Great to hear that again. That was Swimmer One and we just make music for ourselves. And thanks again to Andrew for taking the time to talk to me. You're listening to the Scots Wahey Show on Cam Glen Radio and my name is Ali Braidwood. And next it's another new release. This is the latest from Cassie Lockhart and it's called Baby, Baby, Baby. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. And that was Cassie Lockhart and Baby, 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 which is released ahead of an EP which is coming out soon. Now it's time for our podcast suggestion for this week. And it's a BBC radio adaptation of one of my favourite books of all time, which is James Hogg's The Private Memoirs and Confessions of a Justified Sinner. It's not easy to cram this book into an hour's drama, but... They managed to do it and still get the essence of the book. It's really creepy and twisted. And I tell you what, I'll read a bit from the back of the book, my copy of the book, to tell you what's going on in the story. Set in early 18th century Scotland, the novel recounts the corruption of a boy of strict 
Calvinist parentage by a mysterious stranger under whose influence he commits a series of murders. The stranger assures the boy that no sin can affect the salvation of an elect person. The reader, while recognising the stranger as Satan, is prevented by the subtlety of the novel structure from finally deciding whether, for all his vividness and wit, he is more than a figment of the boy's imagination. As I say, it's one of my favourite books. It's a truly great Scottish novel. By all means, go to BBC Sounds, which is where you'll find it, and listen to the adaptation, the radio adaptation, which is excellent, but I would highly recommend you go and seek out the novel The Private Memoirs and Confessions of a Justified Sinner by James Hogg if you haven't already. But that's our podcast stroke radio suggestion for this week and it's on BBC Sounds right now but only for a couple more weeks so get in there quick. We return to the new music now, the new releases and this is Gurry Worry and Sunshine.
Absolutely love that. That is Savires and what I gotta do. And I'm almost tempted just to play it again. It's so, so good. Real earworm. And before that, you heard Gurry Worry and Sunshine, which is taken from the album Not As Bad As It Sounds, which is a great album title. Now we return to our featured album for this week, which is Hayley Beavis's I'll Put You Where The Trombone Slides. And from it, this is Shipwreck. Like an anchor at the start of it before any shallow complaint For I'm a shipwreck at the very heart of it Is a sorry set of bones and a thin lick of paint But I want you, I still want you 
And that was Hayley Beavis and Shipwreck, taken from our featured album for this week, which is I'll Put You Where the Trombone Slides. It's an album I've been playing regularly since it came out, which is in no small part why it is our featured album for this week. Now it's time for our pick of the gigs for this week. We pick five gigs going on between now and next Saturday for you to consider. 
And tonight at the Glad Cafe in Glasgow, sees Lavinia Blackwall and Stilton, supported by Jude Norton-Smith and Cortner. And Lavinia and Stilton are just so good live. Highly recommend that. Then this week, Katie Gregson-McLeod is doing a tour of the Highlands on Tuesday. She'll be at the Cayley Place in Ullapool. On Wednesday, the 12th of April, she'll be at Anlantair in Stornoway. On the 13th of April, she'll be at Last Portree in Portree. And next Saturday night, she's going to be in the Eden Court Theatre in Inverness. On Tuesday the 11th at Broadcast in Glasgow, Nimmo will be supported by Amunda and Nova Deuce. So if you're going, don't miss out on that support, particularly Amunda, who's always brilliant live. On Thursday the 13th, former Artist of the Week Sylvie will be at Belle Angel in Edinburgh. And then on Friday the 14th, back at Glasgow's Glad Cafe, there is an incredible night of music promised, where three singer-songwriters, Michael McGovern, Josie Duncan and Scott C. Park, will perform in collaboration for a one-off show. And there's going to be support from the fantastic Scarlett Randall as well. So that is one to get down to if you can. And that was our pick of the gigs for this week. Now, I'm going to try and fit in two more before we see Cheerio, starting with the latest from Day Sleeper, and this is Everything There Is.
and that was the debut single from Achy Bones, which I'm going to pronounce as Anna Rana Yado. I may be wrong. But it's a super track. Achy Bones says it's born from a love of so many types of dance music, but not forgetting rock, folk, and so many more influences. And before that, you heard Day Sleeper and their new song, Everything There Is, which is released ahead of their debut EP. I think it's also called Everything There Is, and it's going to be out in July. And that's all, folks, for another week. This has been the Scott Swahe Show, and I've been Ali Braidwood. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, go to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again, or head over to scottswahe.com where we have all the old shows, and there's also loads of podcasts, reviews, interviews, and a whole lot more waiting for you. I do hope you'll join me next Saturday between 3 and 5pm where we'll do it all over again. I'm going to leave you with one of my favourite Primal Scream songs. This is Star. Take care and I'll see you soon. Yeah.
announcements. Healthy and Happy is rolling out a programme to support women through their cervical smear appointments with GPs as well as arranging more flexible evening appointments. This aims to increase the uptake of cervical screening appointments in Cambuslang and Rutherglen. To make an appointment you can email lizzie at healthyandhappy.org.uk and lizzie is spelt L-I-Z-Z-Y. Flemington Hallside Parish Church is holding a free food collection drop-in every Thursday night from 9 to 10pm. This service is not a food bank, so you are able to drop in and get some fresh food which is aiming to cut down on food waste. There are no bags provided, so please bring your own. And finally, a new Ali Bally class from Healthy and Happy is running on Mondays from 11.30am to 12.15pm at number 18 venue on Farmlone Road. These are all about bringing stories to life through music and dance. Classes are £5 and can be booked by going to healthandhappy.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local. I need a thicker skin Keeps getting in. Tell me what to do. Cause I've always listened to you. 